Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, anyone that's out there making it happen and today we are with a good friend of mine, Justine Pogroski, who is an amazing entrepreneur of an amazing story and she's going to share a little bit more detail about her backstory but had real challenging times in South Africa before moving to Australia always been an entrepreneur she talks about having businesses before age 11 and just generating money to help put food on the table as she says it uh, invested in herself very early on and got herself through a Tony Robbins course through hustling and doing business and from there she, her whole career has taken off to having an agency called Million Dollar Branders she's um, got a number of high profile clients like Nike and Coke and PwC plus also been nominated for Telstra Businesswoman of the Year as well. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode with Justine Pogroski. Okay, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the One Shop Movement Podcast, where we dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs, business people, anyone that's out there making it happen. And we're with a good friend of mine, Justine Pogroski, who is an amazing entrepreneur that I just recently met on Clubhouse. And we aligned and we've got so many common friends, which it's amazing how that works out. But she is an incredible entrepreneur with an amazing story. She's behind a million dollar brand. So we're going to talk about that, but she's got an interesting story coming from South Africa to Australia, got amazing business where she's worked with global companies like Coke, Nike, PwC. She's been nominated for Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. She is a wealth of knowledge. So welcome to the show, Justine. Thank you so much, Craig. It's an honor to always be alongside you and to speak to you. I appreciate it. Great. And I always like to start off the show and invite the guests to spend a few minutes going into your story and just provide a bit more context to where you've come from and what you've been doing in business. Sure. So I was always an entrepreneur, I think from a young age. I grew up in a middle class family in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I was always doing stuff, always busy, always selling things, pretty much always start. I had, I think I probably had about five businesses before the age of 11. And then basically what happened was we were held up at gunpoint in South Africa where my mom was, and it enabled me to, you know, basically the next day we left, like there, there was a huge shootout outside my house and what happened was we decided we were moving. So we packed up our whole house in a 40 foot container, brought all of our stuff to Sydney, Australia. Um, at the time, South Africa wouldn't let you take, they would only let you take a certain amount of money out of the country. So we were poor. My parents didn't tell us, but we literally had nothing. My dad had to requalify as an accountant. We slept on bean bags. We were eating cans of tuna, but my mom always made it fun and enduring. And basically, I was still an entrepreneur. I worked, I, wo- I went to school five days a week. On weekends, I worked in a donut shop. So I would work on Saturday and Sunday. I had to grow up really, really quickly. And what that did for me was it taught me all about branding. So the family who owned it were an Indian family, and they absolutely loved me because I was always trying to reposition the donuts and see, you know, like how we could sell them according to where you put them on the shelf. 
And it, it taught me people, it taught me experiences, it taught me like how to um, upsell and just mainly deal with people from all walks of life. Fast forward, I realized I loved advertising and branding and I went into studying graphic design at Enmore TAFE in Australia and I worked, I got a job at a digital agency where I worked my way up there and then decided to go into my own agency, Million Dollar Branders, a few years later. Mm, very interesting. And it's always great to, I guess, reflect on some of those initial childhood type of ventures that you go into I certainly had a few of those myself um, working on projects when I was quite young and always just being quite resourceful so I think that there's a really important when you think outside the box that hard working sort of approach that you brought up in can really lay some great foundations for um, you know for your future and you know you're certainly somebody that's um, I guess, benefiting from the fruits of the labour um, from back in those early years. So congratulations. Um, what I want to start with, and I always like to talk to the individual about their superpower, their expertise, and we're going to talk about, you know, you've got your own agency now, you work with big brands and also, um, you know, highly regarded in your field, being nominated for Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about branding. So if somebody's on this call right now and they're going, I've got a business but I don't have a brand. Where do they start? I think it starts with your why. You have to know why you're doing something. And it's not only just about you. It's about the people that you're going to be marketing to or selling to. There's a saying like, if you're not selling, you're being sold to. But what I would do is get very clear on my why. Because I think as you would know, Craig, from your upbringing and your history, if you don't know your why, and work that out like why you're doing something you're literally going to be like in trouble later on so I think definitely work out your why why you're starting the business what drives you and um, really get clear on what type of brand you're creating and what makes you different like what is your je ne sais quoi as I like to say or your x factor because I think that that's something that you know will get you up here and when you've worked out your why, because it's a really important thing really with anything you do, understanding you know, your why that will really drive and inspire you to do what you're doing, what's the next steps? Where do you get started? Is it you really need an expert to um, engage with? Is, is, it, you know, is there a simple roadmap or formula that's 101? What, what would you say for that person? Absolutely. So what I would say, I mean, we do this thing internally and my new book's coming out soon, um, which we'll go into, I'm sure, later. But I call it the bankable brands on a page. So what we do is a competitive, I don't like to say competitor, I like to say competitive because to me, I always believe in being your own competition. But what I would say is look at other people who have done what you have done in the industry and really get clear on like their user experience, their journey, you know, like how their buttons lead to each other. And also because a brand these days, we're living in an experience age of swiping and tapping and it's a fast moving world. So in order to stand out, you really need to do that research and see what's out there. And just because you're a doctor 
or a lawyer or you think it's a boring career, look at everyone else in the market. It could be, you know, like a beauty salon. It could be like a bookstore that's doing really beautiful marketing and advertising that engages. But that human connection is also so important. So look at the brands that are leading in terms of developing, you know, that human connection and community and look at their user experience, look at their framework of how their website is structured and, and put together, I would say, even a Pinterest board. So easy. We have access to YouTube. We've got access to Pinterest. Like create a wish list for your brand of what you want to create and then go through and put that together. Mm, very well said. Because uh, there's one thing, one of the, I guess, things that I work on is this idea of becoming professionalized. So over my 20 year in my career, I've always ended up being in the top 1% of my niche. And every time I've done that, the opportunities have flowed forward from that. So one thing that I always say when I'm working with someone, you know, I guess the where you fit on the professional scale of how you show up in your niche will often reflect the opportunities that you get. So I like what you said there. Um, in regards to branding and building a brand, if you're building a personal brand versus a business brand, what's the sort of differences you would say uh, are important to know there? So this is a good question because this is basically what I've done. So for me, my company is, you know, the umbrella company. And then I fit into that personal branding has become really important. I think to build relationships, a lot of people make the mistake of relying on social tools to make, you know, a personal brand successful, but what they don't realize, like for instance, with clubhouse, if you and I never took the initiative to do a one-on-one -on -one zoom and get to know each other, we would just be voices in a sea of other voices. So I think the difference, you know, when you're building a personal brand for yourself, you've got to really see how that ties in with your company. Your personal brand allows you to be a thought leader, which is just an add-on from your company. And, and being a personal brand, it's interesting. Like for me, I've been focusing a lot more on my personal brand. Maybe over the last three years, where I've you know probably show up and I'm recognised a lot more as a content creator, um, podcast host, you know, publishing books, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What do you think is really important from an asset perspective? But what should you be doing in a personal branding um, perspective? Making yourself look different. Don't make yourself look like everyone else. We all have our own strengths. We all have our own story. Play on that. Play on your strengths. And as I said, it all comes back to your why and your mission. Like, what are you trying to do? So, for instance, you know, you, you do see a lot of influencers all going the same way, doing selfies. But speak about what you love. I think when you speak about what you love, your message will always be authentic. It will just, it will come across naturally, but I would say also pick a medium. Like for me, my medium's Instagram and I love it. And it's how I connect with my audience and I get engagement and clubhouse is another one because I think it's soulful. You can't hide behind a picture. You can't hide behind anything. Like people actually, you know, get to know your voice and who you are as a person. So I would say um, you do need a presence in everything, but I would say pick, one or two things that you think would resonate with your audience and saturate that market. Mm, 
Well said. There was a question that I did come across on Clubhouse the other day that I found quite an interesting question, and the question was around uh, what is more important, marketing or branding? And I was quite interested in the question because the way I didn't end up uh, engaging in the question, I just sort of sat back and listened to what people were saying and people were often saying branding's more important than marketing and so on and so on. And there were a few people that just had the other side of the equation. My take on that question was... I think it depends on the stage of your business because um, you can be, you know, like if you're Elon Musk, you know, you go and put your, you know, your next Tesla up there and, you know, you put a few curious things out into the, you know, into the stratosphere and that's branding and, and, but I think if you're, you know, the local personal trainer, and you rely on that type of approach, you know, you'll become the, you know, the world's potentially world's best secret. So you need to rely on marketing. I'd love to hear your opinion on that. So my opinion, and I'm just basing it solely off myself, is a bit, um, it's a little bit different to what you're going to hear. So I think for me, I would say branding. And I'll tell you why. I believe like in an age where we are saturated with so much media, like literally all the time. I mean, you scroll through your Instagram feed, you scroll through your Facebook feed, you turn on the TV. Well, not so much TV anymore, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like we're engulfed with so much like media from every single angle. But to me, I think if you have to have a million funnels for your brand, and push it in people's face. And I'm not saying you shouldn't because you do need the, you do need touch points in a clever way, but I think there's something wrong. I think a great brand, like a million dollar brand will attract you. I think you'll look at it and you'll know in that first three to five seconds, if you want to do business with that person, it's a feeling, it's an ethos. It's a, um, you know how they talk about, um, you know, taste, like when you can see something, and you just resonate with it. Like I think a, a million dollar brand or a brand that you're going to do business with should, it should be magnetic. Mm-hmm. So I would say in the beginning stages, but I do agree with you. It depends where you are at in your business because you also can't just create a brand and then leave it. You've got to keep engaging with people and keep pushing it to the next level with the brand. But to me, only because I've done it and this is how I've done it for myself, I think branding is very, very important. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, and just a follow-up question on that there. It's just gone past me. It was sitting right at the tip of my tongue as you. Were, I was listening to what you are saying and um, it was around branding. I'll come back to it. What about um, you have created opportunities for yourself through networking and connections as we have connected i've always said to people if you know your currencies your contacts list your networks your net worth how important has that been in your journey to a land some clients like nike and coke and pwc etc and how did you go about doing that human connection and networking is everything like the, the old school way of like picking up the phone and speaking to someone or saying, can I take you for a coffee or like people are craving it now more than ever. 
I think, with COVID, especially because we have to do the luxury of being one on one with people, you know, was taken away. So it's I just think that it's everything. I always pride myself, even if I haven't spoken to a client for a couple of months, they'll always get a call from me. I've had clients that have been with me since I started my company. Because it doesn't matter if I'm working with them or not. I'll always, you know, have this belief. You pick up the phone, you find out how they are. Like just, just the little thing, the point of difference in your company of just picking up the phone and going, not like I want to sell you something. How are you doing? How's life? Like connect with them on a human level. And you will see that that just makes a massive difference. And that's something that I've lived by the whole, like literally since I started my company. And people speak about that. It's the little things that matter, I reckon. So it's, it's definitely helped because people talk to each other. Yeah, and if somebody's out there and they're, you know, they're on their journey to success, what would you say the keys to, you know, getting in front of brands like Coke and re- well, world-recognised brands because there's a hierarchy of people? Is it just through networking at different events, you meet somebody who introduces you to somebody or is it, um, you know, you're continually throwing pictures out to different companies? What's your take on that? I would say firstly don't give up. Never, ever, ever, ever give up as hard as it gets. Like you've just got to, I've got this this motto, which is go big or go home. Like 110% or nothing, not even 100%. You've got to go 110% or nothing. And you do, you've got to be doing a few things. Like you just got to make sure that your company is known. Like get in front of them. Even if they don't have something going now, keep building the relationship because you never know. You'll get that call. You will literally manifest that call eventually where you get a call from someone in the company that says, hey, can you come in for a coffee? We're looking at doing this. It might not be for another few months, but we want to sit down with you. We want to pick your brain. We want to get to know you. We want to know what you can do for us. Very good. And I did remember that question, and it was around branding. So if you're a a rookie to the idea of building a personal brand, sometimes you can just align a brand to a pretty website and, you know, a cool tagline, you know, Nike, just do it, you know, a logo, a, a photo and a, a tagline. What do you see as some real absolute must-haves in when you're constructing your own brand? You know, vision, mission, values, like what, what else would you say? I would say make sure your personality comes through. So whatever your key strength, and I know we touched on this before, everyone has a key strength and make sure that comes through. Don't try to be something you're not. You know, we always, we, a lot of people make the mistake of trying to be like someone else in the industry. Use your strengths because your clients will deal with you because they like you and they trust you and they believe in that strength. And chances are you've done it before. So I think vision, mission, values is something that you very, you you really have to work on and be clear at. And I think it changes right along the journey too. Like mine has always my I know what I want to do in my life and it hasn't changed. It's just gotten bigger. Like my vision has gotten bigger. It's about having a big vision too. Mm. And just a slightly different question because I always say to people along your journey of entrepreneurship business, life, you know, this magical 
you know, life that we live in, it is a journey and along the journey there's always challenges, adversities, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, how big, how often and how you deal with it. What would you say along your journey has been the biggest challenge and adversity and how have you dealt with it? Oh, there's been a lot. (laughs) Firstly, I always say out of adversity is born advantage. I'm a true believer. I'm not a victim. I always, I'm, I'm actually a natural optimist. So, you know, I I will, if I can't do something, I will die trying. (laughs) Um, I think for me was definitely immigration and having to grow up so fast, you know, coming to Australia at the age of 11 and not being told, you know, that we didn't have money because my parents obviously were trying to do the best they could, but having to grow up really fast and, I think the awareness of other kids at school, you know, like being teased because I didn't have a social life on the weekend. I was working because I would pay for my school books or I'd pay for an excursion and the teachers would call my mom and be like, my mom would call the school and be like, you know, this, this excursion's coming up, but don't worry, it's paid for. And my mom would go like, what, what the hell? Like it's paid for. I didn't pay for it, you know? And so they worked out that I was actually contributing. And now when I look back as an 11 year old, the things that I did, I reckon, to get through that, it, it's quite um, quite entrepreneurial and I think quite strong. But the other thing I did was I worked a lot on my self-development. You know, I saved up all my pocket money, you know, from working in that donut shop and I went to Tony Robbins. I just took myself and my family thought I was nuts because I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I think that's one way I would say to get through adversity, you know, self-development. Instead of watching Netflix for an hour a night, just read. There's Audible. If you don't like reading, just listen to audiobooks. You know, it's a, it's a no-brainer. But that, that's what I've done, I think, to get through. And I think starting again in a new country and not having entrepreneurial parents, you know, who could guide me along the way, that was always tough. Mm. And just on your book or your new book, um, do you want to let the audience know what that is and what they should expect if they get a copy? Yeah, sure. So it's called The Bankable Brand. It's how to build a brand empire for the experience age. And it's more a visual tips and tools book. So you'll be able to get it on my website, justinepogroskiofficial.com or click the link in my Instagram bio. And it's just a guide on how to build a brand for the experience age. Hmm. Very good. And at the end of every episode, I always have a handful of questions and these, uh, what I call the rapid fire question section. They don't have to have rapid fire one word answers. Um, but I ask everyone that comes on the show, the same questions. So you just mentioned books. Uh, what is a book or it could be a couple of books that everyone should read if they want to get ahead in life? Definitely mine and definitely yours. <laughs> One shot by Craig Schultz. I've, yeah. like, I, think, I think honestly, um, anything to do with self-development and life is so important. But I do think your book was outstanding and I think people should definitely read it if they haven't. Hmm. Thank you very much. What about the best bit of advice that you've ever received? Don't give up. Never, ever, ever give up. No matter yes. how stuff, no matter how hard stuff gets, I think that's it. And what about on the flip side? What about the worst bit of advice? Or it may not be advice; it may be just something you just totally disagree with that people say all the time. 
Um, you know, those people that say, oh, I thought of that idea or I thought of Uber before it was created, mm. but they don't execute. That's the start. Yeah. So, like, I hate that. <laughs> I feel like it's all about execution. Like if you haven't done it, if you haven't executed and actually made your dream happen, someone's going to do it for you. So I, I don't have patience for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Um, and what about something that you're passionate about? Because I want to inspire people to live their life with passion and purpose. Becoming to the top 1% of their niche and let opportunities fall their way. Um, what is something you're passionate about doing outside of your work, profession, um, that people may not know? I am very into health and fitness. So I did competitive bodybuilding, um, bikini bodybuilding that not a lot of people know about me. I also did Muay Thai for like seven years. So I believe you have to look after your body, drink water, have, have good sleep. These are things I reckon that just help you in business. You know, we're so fast paced, Craig, you would know. And we didn't take care of our body. I think you lose everything else. It's like a pyramid. So I would say I'm really passionate about that. And that quote is definitely true, healthy body, healthy mind. Mm, very good. What about Clubhouse? We met on Clubhouse. What's your opinion of that platform? And, yeah, share your thoughts. As I said before, I love it because not only does it enable you to connect with people on a different level, I think when you're actually speaking to someone through voice, subconsciously you're connecting with like their soul and their spirit and you can tell straight away like if they're your people or they're not your people too but it just it enables rapid growth I think so I I love it and I would definitely encourage to jump on there mm. and this podcast is about called the one shop movement podcast which is around inspiration and education to help people live life with passion and purpose help them grow and evolve become that one percenter in their niche um what would you say to that comment and how would you inspire someone to live their one shot at life i love everything you stand for because it's to me it's it's like what i'm aiming for my legacy because you do only have one shot you know, every single day, and I'm not saying this to be corny, when I wake up in the morning and I go for a walk or I, I go to gym and I just see the trees or I see the sky, I'm like, how blessed are we that we're able to see color, that we have two eyes, that we can see green grass and blue skies. And I think you do only get one shot in life. You get one life and you've got to do everything. Like have a big vision. I would say have a really big vision and no matter how exhausting it gets, make sure you do everything. And the other thing I always say is be your own competition. Stop looking at everyone else because we are living in a digital age, but just do every single thing you want to do. Mm. Well said. And yeah, too many people, I guess they want to be overnight success stories and it is a journey and a process and I am where I am today after 20 years of business. You are where you are today for that reason and my, you know, 20, 20th year in business shouldn't be compared to somebody's first day on the job. So a lot of people do get caught up in that and I always still still have a look at people that I'm aspiring to be and, you know, their journey's probably just been another 20 years longer than me, you know, Everyone would like to, you know, in 
content creation and so on to be Gary V. But Gary V always talks about his ten years of you know nobody knew who he was when he was creating videos to start with. So you know that's a really really important point. And last question, where do people find you? Um, because we would like people to connect uh, with you with what you're doing. Sure. So obviously on Instagram, Justine Pogroski underscore official. That's my main platform that I engage with. Or they can find me at justinepogroskiofficial.com and on Clubhouse, which I'm very active on and I love. So you should come join me and Craig and you should hear what Craig has to say because he's amazing. And thank you so much, Craig. This is awesome. And for me, I want to thank you for jumping on the show. Uh, yeah, we met maybe five, six weeks ago and um, had a number of great conversations. We actually found out we've got a lot of mutual friends as well. And uh, it's funny how, uh, you know, you just traverse through life and, you know, you meet people at the right time when they're supposed to show up in your life. So uh, thank you for jumping on the, the show and um, look forward to uh, continue our friendship. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Craig. Well, I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode with Justine. What an amazing entrepreneur doing incredible things in the world. Um, so I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode. If you did like it, make sure that you share this episode across your social medias. Give us reviews, feedback. Really important for us to get high quality guests like Justine on the show. If you haven't got a copy of my book, you've got one shot. Head across to my website at just simply my name, craigschultz.com. Also, get a copy of my Rapid Freedom Framework course, a course that I put together for people to get ahead in life. And book in for a consultation, a discovery session on how I can help you become professionalized in your niche. So this week's episode was with Justine Pogroski. As I say at the end of every episode, you've got one shot at life. Go out there and give it your best shot. My name's Craig Schultz and I'm the host of the One Shot Movement podcast.